fresh outlook 2023, and that means uh, how the economy uh, could be in play. No better person to bring in than Dr. Marty Cantor. Uh, head of local, local, Long Island Socioeconomic Policy. Always a pleasure to have him. Sir, how are you? And a great new year to you, sir. Yes, I'm just fine. And, and uh, let's hope, uh, well, 2023 has got to be better than 2022. So let's hope for a great new year. Indeed. I don't know if it helps when you put through a $1.7 trillion omnibus bill as uh, this administration did uh, just a couple of days ago, Marty. You know, you look at the economy, you look at inflation and everything else, certainly right at the top of the list is how it is spent, the dollars. And it has been spent in reckless fashion, uh, as I say, and that is a massive contributor to the problems right now that we're all having. Well, you know, when you consider that since uh, 2016, uh, the federal debt has increased uh, from, oh, about uh, $21 trillion to $31 trillion. That's $10 trillion. That's a lot of money uh, to print and a lot of debt to take on. And then when you add to that fact that uh, this, this uh, growth in the, whatever growth in the economy has really happened because uh, consumers uh, have spent their savings. Their savings are now the record low in, in 20 years, and they borrowed more uh, on their credit cards, and household debt is the highest level in 20 years. So, uh, you know, we're spending, we're spending what we save. We're taking on more debt. The government's taking on more debt, and uh, we've got too many dollars chasing too few goods, and that's why we have inflation. And that's why inflation will be with us uh, through uh, 2023. I mean, we, we definitely know that for sure. What about the, uh, the way the chair of the Federal Reserve has gone about his business, Marty? The, uh, the likes of Jerry Powell and the hikes that have taken place, bits and pieces throughout. But certainly, you know, his M.O. is trying to... Uh, you know, curb inflation right now. I mean, is it the way to go? Is Has he been doing the job? And uh, what will he continue to do as far as this new year is concerned? Well, uh, well, you know, I said about uh, two years ago when, when the Federal, when uh, Chairman Powell came out and said that inflation was transitory, uh, I had said on, on News 12 that uh, it wasn't transitory, it's here to stay. Uh, and in fact, uh, it is. I mean, he blew the initial call. Uh, had he realized that it was not transitory uh, and uh, done something with the interest rates, we wouldn't be facing, the, you know, this this financial crisis that we're in right now. Uh, having said that, that he blew the first call, uh, he's done what he had to do in the second call, raising interest rates to the level that he has. Uh, you had to put the brakes on uh, on, on new home buying uh, because that that uh, created uh, uh, more manufacturing, uh, uh, more debt. Uh, because the debt, you know, the interest rates are so low. So Powell has done the right thing. He's brought inflation down from a record 9.1, the consumer price index, now to about 7.7. 7. Not enough. Uh, his target, is, uh, the Fed's target is 2%. Uh, he's going to reduce interest rates, uh, probably not to 75 basis points that he did, but probably 50 basis points to 25 basis points, maybe two, three times uh, the first part of this year. And then let's see what the data comes in. Uh, but inflation, uh, you know, uh, is, is going to be with us. It's not going to hit the 2% target that, that they're looking for. Uh, the other point is gross domestic product. Uh, you know, we had uh, people like to say we were in recession uh, the first part of 2022. You know, that, that 
you know, that's arguable. Certainly the gross domestic product uh, was flat or didn't increase, but we had an increase in the gross domestic product the third quarter, which shows that an economy recovering uh, remains to be seen what this fourth quarter will look like, but projections for the first six months of 2023 show, uh, you know, a flat or negative gross domestic product. Uh, so that's not a good thing. Uh, the big question is, uh, will, uh, will the chairman, chairman Powell's actions lead to layoffs? Now, if it leads to layoffs, which we have escaped to this point, uh, you know, they're not significant layoffs. We still have over 10 million jobs that are posted by employers that aren't filled. But if we have layoffs, then layoffs, inflation, and negative gross domestic product mean a recession. So that's what we're waiting for is the job numbers uh, uh, post the holiday shopping season to see what really happens with the economy and jobs. Three things talking with Marty Cantor as far as to somehow corral uh, what is going on here. And obviously, you got to try and reduce the uh, the spending as far as what's going on. What about some of these tax increases that we're experiencing uh, within the confines of the state? The latest, you know, the income tax hike on high earners that was enacted, uh, Marty, uh, back in 2021. Uh, projected to raise about $4 billion uh, a year before its scheduled expiration. I think it's 2027. But, you know, you look at the history of supposedly temporary tax hikes suggesting, you know, a lot of pressure will be in play to kind of extend it uh, and to maybe prevent further erosion of the tax base. Maybe it should be phased out sooner. What do you think about that? Well, you know, you don't raise taxes during uh, an economic downturn. Uh, you know, and, and every, you know, believe me, uh, uh, everybody needs to pay their fair share. But when you consider the top 1% to 2% of the wage earners pay 71% of the taxes, uh, I would argue that that's their, you know, that's pretty much more than their fair share. Uh, the question is, when, you know, when you keep on raising taxes like a state of New York, uh, people leave. And we have seen that uh, we've lost uh, to almost 225,000 people from the state going elsewhere, taking their earning capabilities and their education to, you know, to Florida, to Texas, to other states. And we're losing these high-income wage earners and high-middle-class wage earners. Uh, you know, and that's, that, you know, that has to speak poorly about the state economy. I noticed that the governor uh, in her inauguration says she needs to stop the outflow. But when you have a, you know, when you have a state... Uh, with a state legislature that uh, believes in raising taxes uh, uh, and, and spending, uh, and, you know, you wonder how successful the governor will be. But she's got to be successful. She's got to push back on on the uh, you know the progressive left in terms of taxing people out of the state. Otherwise, we're going to lose our wage earners and our business base. No question. You know, you look at everything involved. A lot of people will say, "Well, inflation has cooled slightly over the past couple of months." But yet, you know, you look at the CPI, I mean, it is still 7.1% for the year. That's the highest annual rate, Marty, since, what, 81, I think, 1981? Uh, And yes, you know, some input costs, oil, wheat, they are coming down. But a lot of people see the new prices we're paying as kind of maybe uh, baseline, so to speak. So uh, is is that true? I mean, this this is going to stay here, correct? Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting you say that. In a survey of chief executive officers, uh, you know, they said that uh, they're not going to roll back the prices. 
You know, because what's happened because of inflation, uh, you've seen wages go up. Uh, we've got the minimum wage uh, increasing in New York State to the final fifteen dollars. Uh, this clamoring that fifteen dollars is too low for minimum wage. Uh, uh, so the CEOs are saying, "Listen, we're not going to roll back the prices." You know, this is this is this could be the floor of of prices as we go forward. So people who are saying, "Well, inflation will bring down prices," no, uh, and those who 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 are out there saying, "Oh, it's corporate greed." You know, we you know take less profits. You know, but uh, but you know you're forgetting about that uh, people have money in in their 401ks and stocks. You know when stocks have to do well uh, for your retirement. So we're gonna. This is these prices could very well be uh, the the floor of where they're going to be as we go forward. Uh, um, talk to me a little bit about the number of Americans filing new claims for unemployment benefits. Um, last week it edged a bit higher. Um, but remain in a range indicating the job market, uh, Marty, still remains somewhat tight, even as the Fed Reserve works to cool down demand for labor, part of its bid to, to lower inflation. How do you see that as far as these numbers of unemployment are concerned going forward? Well, you know, the, the, the unemployment numbers are, are probably the, the only good news uh, in, in all of this because they're not they're not exploding. I mean, you would think that you know, in an inflationary economy where costs are higher, you know, productivity is uh, is up, but but uh, the cost of unit production is higher because of the high wages and inflationary costs. You know, uh, you would have expected uh, in an inflationary and economic downturn that you'd have higher unemployment, and that's that's the uh, anomaly here. Is that uh, you know we have high inflation, we have you know a gross domestic product that might be growing or or worst flat or negative slightly, but jobs are still growing. You know, and like as I said before, we have 10 million uh, job postings uh, by employers that aren't filled. So there are more jobs, you know, than than people. You've got uh, two jobs, I think, for every uh, person on unemployment to fill. Uh, the quit ratio is down. Quiet quitting is down. You know, people are are staying where they are because they're happy to have a job. So that's why the unemployment is the way it is. You know, uh, we'll see in January. I mean, November had a a, a, a loss in jobs, but uh, we'll see in January because typically uh, those hirings for the uh, holiday season, you know, uh, those uh, those temporary hirings at the postal service and, and the retail stores and things like that uh, should come. You know, we'll see if if they normally there are job losses. If there are no job losses, then uh, you know, then then this will be a uh, could very well be a soft landing, if you will, in terms of dealing with. The inflation and the possible recession believer that many companies out there are likely to cut back on the hiring aspect before maybe embarking on layoffs uh you know they have been generally reluctant to lay off workers after struggling as we all know uh to find labor all during the pandemic what's your belief here well you know uh, we have to look at the at the workforce also you know right now uh, there, you know, the Long Island Railroad has less than seventy percent uh, uh, travelers, uh, commuters, than they had before the pandemic. Fifty percent of the office space in the city is still empty. Thirty uh, percent of uh, of employees in, in a, no, fifty percent of employees in a recent survey said they're going to be looking for for a raise and a promotion to get more money from their employers. Thirty percent said they're looking they'll be looking for a new job, you know, to get more money. So I think there's a little unrest in the uh, in the labor market. Uh, employers, you know, are, are uh, 
you know, I found that a hybrid working, uh, you know, pays for them. Uh, that's why you're finding more vacancies in New York City in terms of uh, commercial space. So I think there's a, that employers have figured out a way to make money and also satisfy their employees who are now balancing that 25% say, uh, quality of life uh, is, is, is very important. They want to find a new balance between work and their, their uh, private lives. So, you know, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out uh, in the, in the uh, tug of war between employers and employees. It seems to me that employers who have a dedicated employee, uh, as this, the uh, data shows, uh, might very well want to continue hybrid and, and make their, keep their employees happy to keep them on board because, you know, a skilled employee is hard to find. Watch in this new year. And the other thing is the housing market. You know, the central bank again, you know, lifting rates from near zero. Marty back what in March to the current range, four and a quarter, four and a half percent. And a lot of federal officials project it will breach the five percent mark this year. We haven't seen this since what, oh six, oh seven. Where do you think it goes? Well, I, I think that uh, certainly it could be five percent. I think that's what the Fed is is uh, looking at. You know that, and that would uh, if they did uh, uh, three twenty-five basis points increases or or threw it over fifty basis points, you'll get to over five percent. The good news is uh, if you have certificates of deposit in banks, uh, you know they're offering higher interest rates now to keep your money. I mean, there was a time when you would put money in for you know for a three-month CD and get you know twenty-five cents. You know now they're they're increasing rates to over four percent in some cases. So for uh, people who have CDs or savings, it's time to take a look uh, at the interest rates that banks are charging and reposition some of your uh, savings. And one final uh, note here: so are you optimistic coming into this new year from a local sense as far as how the island will fare? You know, you got a lot of factors out there. Uh, certainly. You know, the numbers, it's been a struggle. But what well, do you, you know, they, expect as far as 23, the easing off somewhat, the continuance for a while? Where do, what do you see everything? Well, on Long Island, uh, we still have 20,000 pre-pandemic jobs that have not come back uh, into the economy. Uh, the economy is doing well. A lot of the economy is uh, uh, is uh, retail, uh, you know, and, and, and certainly most uh, Long Island homeowners are, are, are tapped out in terms of debt. Uh, in terms of the housing market, prices are firmer because there are a few houses on the market, but uh, but at a mortgage rate of 6.7%, you know, it's, uh, 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 you know you're not going to find a lot of people able to buy homes. Uh, I think the economy, you know, on Long Island is going to do okay. Uh, it's certainly going to be inflationary, but but it's certainly not going to recover next year. Uh, this inflation is going to be with us uh, well into 2023. And one more thing uh, regarding the gas. I know the state tax, the tax as far as Long Island was concerned, uh, that has ended Suffolk County uh, earlier in the month. Hasn't affected, affected prices too much, I think, on the average it's about three eighteen here on the island. Um, New York a little higher, about three thirty nine overall. National average is about three twenty three twenty one. Uh, in essence, there. But really, you know, a lot of it is due, as I have always stated, supply demand. I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing on the national sense what has been done. Yeah, releasing stuff from the reserves, okay, but certainly a not a massive contributor. I've always said it's supply demand. Correct. 
Uh, absolutely, it's all supply and demand. And what's interesting, uh, first of all, the price of gas per gallon in New York will go up about 16 cents now in the new year as the uh, uh, tax deferral expired. Uh, but but right now, to show you uh, uh, the supply and demand, the uh, OPEC, the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, are led by the Saudis. Uh, they're they're producing two million barrels a day less. Uh, than they did, uh, I think, in November. And the prices really haven't gone up because the demand is low. There's more demand, obviously, for home heating fuel. Uh, but in terms of gasoline and driving, you know, there's less of a demand. You know, we'll wait and see in the spring, uh, you know, what happens in terms of when we start getting into the driving season uh, and uh, the refineries, you know, change over to driving uh, uh, gasoline, uh, you know, and how they refine the oil. But right now, it is a surprise that uh, the gas prices are so low. Uh, remember, the president has said that when when gas when oil uh, hits about seventy million uh, seventy dollars a barrel, uh, he's going to start replenishing the petroleum reserve. If he's doing that right now, uh, uh, increasing demand because we you know we spent. Uh, I think 100,000 barrels a day. No, a million barrels a day, I'm sorry. So it's 180 million barrels he's got to replenish. Uh, and you tie that into the 2 million barrels a day of, production, of less production by OPEC, you know, you would have expected that the, uh, uh, that the prices went up. So the only thing keeping the prices at where they are is, is this uh, demand for it. And uh, the demand is not that great. And, and you're absolutely right, Jay, uh, supply and demand. Morning makes the point. Without the tax suspension, ladies and gentlemen, prices expected to increase about 16 cents per. So keep that in mind. Dr. Marty Kanner, always a pleasure to lead us off uh, in this new year. Head of uh, socioeconomic policy right here on Long Island. Uh, wonderful new year, my friend, and I'm sure we will chat many a time. How's that? Oh, oh look, look forward to it, Jay, and uh, let's all have a uh, great 2023.